Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Well, tonight we got a whole lot of ugly going on, but we also get to relieve ourselves from it right here on the 911 After Show. And you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, with the buzz. What's up, Courtney? Hi, Portia. How goes it? Just the two of us. We can make it if we try, just the two of us, you and I. Welcome, everyone. Right now, you are tuned into the after show for 911. Today, we are talking season three, episode five, Rage. And it was a whole lot of rage Mm. on tonight, okay? So, we're going to get into... The race that was happening, we're going to talk about how Buck ain't nothing. <laughs> we also going to bring up one of our most hated but most, I guess, needed to talk about subjects in the world with, with cops and black people, things of that nature. Not only that, we have our Queen Bassett moment and our crazy 911 cause. But before we get into all of that, I'm your host, Portia Carter, and joining me is the lovely Courtney, Courtney. Allen. Hey, guys. How you doing? I'm good, girl. I like this episode better than the other ones, the last two, so I'm happy. Oh, you know what? That was a great segue into how I feel about this episode. I didn't like this episode. It was a lot of stuff I was just like, oh, no. It was a lot of ugly. I liked it. It was a lot of ugly, but I guess we got to, you know, get right into it. <laughs> um, what's your overall thoughts, though? There was a lot going on, but I kind of like the different storylines that they had this episode, like with the cops and then with all the rage, how everybody was like involved in that. And also I like how they had the little, I always like when Karen is there, like you get to see, learn a little bit more about Karen and Hen, because I feel like sometimes like they get overshadowed. So I was happy to see their life. Yeah. The little glimpses of it that we get, did get to see. Well, first on the chopping block tonight is Buck. Mm. Oh, we love to hate (laughs) or hate to love Buck. First of all, he told all their business. Yeah. He told all the business to the lawyer. Like, every single thing, detail to detail. He talked about Bobby's alcohol situations. He talked about his relapse. He talked about Eddie and him losing his wife. He talked about, you know, just so much stuff that is not supposed to be outside of the family. Like, he don't, I, you know how like that old saying, what goes on in his house stays in, mm-hmm. in his house? He doesn't know that. He doesn't know that <laughs> saying, but not only that, he doesn't have to know the saying, but you do have to have a certain level of respect for your people. For you to be calling somebody family and then telling all of their business to use it against them is a no. It's a no for me. So right now in my book, Buck ain't nothing. I'm trying to figure out how he didn't think that his lawyer was going to use everything he said to make the case. Like, what did he think that they were doing? And that comes back to, like, Buck being a kid and, and being, being naive. 
Like, what did you think he was going to win the case with? And I, you know he was sitting in when they, he was questioning everybody and putting everybody's business out there. Buck was literally, he couldn't even, like, keep eye contact with a lot of them because he felt bad. But I don't know what he expected. He was sitting there looking blue in the face. They, I wanted to he just was. kick him. He was literally blue, though. <laughs> I, I wanted like, to kick him in his whole <laughs> mouth. Like, for real, Buck? You going to tell it all? You going to tell everything? How much do you think the settlement was for, though? I was wanting them to tell us exactly how much it was. I know he said millions, but it could have been five. It could have been, like, two. Nine. I don't know. I guess that's the that's the good part about Buck is he didn't take the money. Yeah. But... At the very least. Oh. I, I'm just over it. <laughs> I'm just over it. Like... The whole situation was stupid. And then you gonna you gonna pop up at the elevator where everybody get on the elevator thinking you about to get on? No. Like how would you feel if one of your team like say you were in a group or you know, a clique or just a teamwork situation and one of the team members just went telling everybody's business? Uh, I don't know. That would leave us cause it gives us that point you've ruined the trust. And I know that he didn't take the money, which is good for him, but it was really selfish for him to even go. Because at the end of the day, like, Bobby and everybody cares about him, and he knows that. So he was literally just being selfish all this whole... He couldn't wait. Grow up. Grow up. Like, nobody said you couldn't have your job back. No one ever said that. But he made it seem like they just took everything away from him. But really, everybody was just like, this is temporary, Buck. Chill. Just wait it out. Yeah, he should have waited it out. And my thing is, he never said that you couldn't have your job back. Mm -hmm. He said that you need more time. More time and being fired is two totally different things. You won't pay leave, fool. Mm -hmm. You won't pay leave. Not only that, he gave you somewhere you can work in the meantime. Like, he's very impatient. So very impatient. Mm -hmm. And now we see the result of his impatience. He goes and turns his back on everybody like... I could never trust you again. Yeah. He's back in there, though. Like, I didn't like, I didn't like, let me not say I didn't like Buck from the beginning. It was a lot of situations where Buck kind of rubbed me the wrong way. But now this is like the ultimate, I don't fool with you. Like, I, mm -mm, he's done in your book. I can't, I can't mess with him no more. I can't mess with Buck no more. Like, he crossed too many lines. And Bobby is a good one. Taking him back. Bobby took this man back. He's such a dad, though. After he has all of to. that. He has to, he's like the father where no matter what your kid does, you're going to accept them and welcome them back in and forgive them. Because technically, everyone's still learning. Like, he's the oldest. Like, mm. he's like the Gramps. He can't, what would he look like if he wouldn't forgive him? I mean, granted, forgive him. I'm not saying yeah, don't forgive yeah. him. Like, I'm all for forgiveness. Trust me. I'm <laughs> all for forgiveness. But you being back on the team, no. Uh, we got to have boundaries in my forgiveness. <laughs> <laughs> There's boundaries that come with me. You can't know for real. I am all about forgiveness. I, you know, I agree with it. I believe that it releases things off of you. I believe that when somebody has done you wrong and you forgive them, that shows how strong you mm -hmm. are, not how strong that other person is. Forgiveness is a must. However, I have learned to have boundaries. Yeah. Like, at this point, like, you, you have some people you can let, you know, at your front door. You got some people that can't come in the gate of your yard. You got some people who can't make it to the stairs. You got some people who can That's be at so the true. front door and not even make it in the living room. Okay? 
Now, like, if you one of them people that make it to my living room and then you cross me, mm-hmm. now you back outside the gate, can't even come into the yard no more. Yeah. Like, I understand that I forgive you and I love you. I'm not going to, you know, treat you no type of way because you did what you did. You just not allowed in certain places of my heart anymore because you crossed the line. Yeah. Already. <laughs> Borders. Lisa wasn't so public, you know. It could have been in front of a yeah. lot of people. Maybe it just felt like a little group that, okay, you spilled the business to, like, some people, but not everybody. I'm trying it to just make some points in his favor, but... No. <laughs> and every part of and every part of all the hearings, it was at least five people in the room. Yeah. So there was Bobby's lawyer, well, the teams, I guess, overall, captain, captain, then the person who's the deciding factor, and then the lawyer, and then it was Buck and whoever else was sitting there. There's always at least five people in the room. Once you let all these other people into our family business, there's yeah. other people involved. Now it's public. Yeah. Because although it. these people are grown men, it's a legal situation, we don't know who they're going to talk to with the talk to at this point. Like, because the guy who was repping for. Uh, Bobby was the same guy who suspended him when he suspended him. <laughs> so it's just like at the end of the day, it's all a fire thing. Yeah. Like he can go to another captain and talk about what Bobby got going on in his house because they ain't together mm-hmm. and he got one of his people want to sue him. Like it's so many possibilities yeah. of wrong. That's true. With that situation. Like he just, I'm so disappointed. Yeah. I guess you can hear it in my voice. I got rage. <laughs> against Buck she said, Buck ain't tonight. nothing. Ain't nothing. nothing Buck ain't all. nothing. <laughs> like, how dare you? Well, let me we'll tell you who is something. We are here at After Buzz yes. TV. Why don't you tell them how they can stay tuned with us? Guys, before we move on to the next topic, we just want to say thank you so much for not only watching the 911 After Show, but all of our After Shows on After Buzz. It makes us the ESPN and TV talk because of you, and we love having you with us. So make sure if you're watching out there, make sure you subscribe on YouTube, You leave a comment, leave us a rating if you're listening on the podcast, and just keep coming back every week because it really keeps us going and keeps us alive and present. We appreciate you. Yes, thank you for helping us be the ESPN and TV talk. We love you. Gracias. So next on the chopping block is something that I really hate to talk about. Well, I don't hate to talk about it. I just hate that it happens. And so it's like the buildup of rage for me. Like even though this episode was, I guess, meant to have rage on the people, felt a lot of emotions <laughs> in this whole episode. So we got this little situation, which is not really a little situation. It's actually a big situation because it's a big situation happening every single day mm-hmm. of every single year. So y'all obviously know what we're talking about if you watch the show. Cops shooting black people. It's getting so out of hand. Like My blood is boiling. Even just thinking about it. But the situation tonight, the cop not only pulls a gun on Michael, he pulls a gun on little Harry, Mm -hmm. Athena's young son. Ain't number one, like 10 years old. Yeah. And that's always the thing with these types of situations, because I, to some extent, I do understand when a cop comes to the window and you're on guard because you don't know what's going to happen, because not everybody that you're pulling over is not going to do anything or there are people that are aggressive and will shoot you or whatever but you have to also realize that if there's a kid in the car off top no matter what 
you have to kind of take into consideration that like their parents not going to be wild in or the person that's driving is not going to be extremely violent because there are kids in the car. I just feel like that's kind of common sense, although people do. But you would think that that would at least make people like put their guard down a little bit. And when Athena made that point, I was like, I'm glad she said that because I feel like that was a major point out of all of this. It would have been different if he um, he was by himself, if Michael was in the car by himself. It still wouldn't have been an excuse, but... Like, they didn't so even have kid. the decency to check the car out before they just wanted to harass another black man. Yeah. It's, it's harassment. It's disgrace. It's discrimination. It's, like, so many wrong things. Mm-hmm. Like, just the, the worst judgment you could ever have for somebody is to automatically fear them. For what? First of all, you ain't supposed to be scared of nobody. Okay? okay? Ain't scared of nobody. Okay? So, for you to just see somebody's skin color and mm-hmm. automatically want to click clock, pull your Glock out, what what's wrong with you? I think it's a mental illness at this point. It's happening so much that I think it's a mental illness within the police force. Whatever they got going on with some of these white officers, it ain't right. They, they messed up in their mental where they're like strategically trained in their mind to see a black person and quote unquote get scared or yeah. panic when their hands are up or their hands are free or they see their hands and they see that these people are not a threat to them but they have this mental thing in their brain that feels like they're a threat mm-hmm. and then here we go with all of these tons of situations and it's like no one's safe. And when he was saying, Michael was saying, he was like, I have an architect. I have all these things. I have all these accolades. And I'm still not, I'm still part of everybody else. And that's the thing that hurts me the most. And I'm just like, it could happen to literally anybody. So I think about to it all anybody. the time with my brothers. I'm like, wow, what if they're driving somewhere and someone pulls them over and shoots them? I would be devastated. I would be devastated. And you like I, you really don't understand until it happens to you. So whenever people have something Facts. to say about people getting pulled over and they're like, well, they argued or they were aggressive, but that doesn't give anybody an excuse to shoot you no matter what. So It don't. That's why when Athena was going to bat and low-key defending them, yeah. I was like real deal upset at her. Yeah. Like this was the ugliest moment I've seen from her. Right. That was the and, first and time. You know, we love, we love Athena. Yes. Like we still even going to do our Queen Bassy moment tonight. But you know what I'm saying? Like we we love Athena, but that was just like, no, you can't step, you, you, you cannot defend that by any means. You cannot mm-hmm. defend that. I don't care if you are a cop and you know the way it I, I sound angry, don't I? I'm sorry. It, no, but you I don't should care be. If you are it's a cop and you know the way it goes. You cannot defend that. <laughs> there is no way in hell you just see somebody who don't look like you and automatically get scared. Like, what's wrong with your brain housing group that you so scared that you got to shoot first and ask questions later? Especially for unarmed people. Mm-hmm. Like, I can see if somebody done pulled out, you know, their gun and everything. Like, like these mass shooters who are mostly majority white. These mass shooters, uh, the one in Texas that they arrested, this man got a whole gun. A whole gun in his hand. And you Girl. mean to tell me he made it out that mug alive? Alive. That's not right. He done shot 20-some people in a Walmart. And he made it out alive. And tons of them are making it out alive with guns in their hands. But y'all are shooting unarmed black people. Like, they got all the rifles in their hands. Like, they coming for your neck and mm-hmm. they not. The ones that aren't doing anything, too. Just that like Michael. Harmless, just sitting, sitting in the car, following the rules, asking for permission before they make any moves. And they're still getting harassed. 
You know, or I, I really, when this scene popped up, I was like, I hope it's not about to be one of those scenes. But then it had to be one of those scenes, and I immediately got pissed. I immediately got pissed because this is such a very emotional and traumatizing world that we live in that we got to prepare our sons and and black boys for the quote-unquote talk. When he said, I got to have the talk, usually when a father says that they have to have a talk with their son, it's usually about girls or the birds and the bees Mm -hmm. or sex or some other stuff. He has to have the quote-unquote talk about being a black boy Growing up to be a black man in America, and the fact that I have that he had to sit his son down and literally say that some people feel like you are a threat to them because they do not look like you, and they are most likely liable to shoot you in any case. That's that's a sad talk to to have mm-hmm. to have. Because it's like you basically prepare me to to to, to die. You yeah. basically prepare me to go out. Like there's no such thing as safety. And so when Harry was asking Michael all these questions, like, well, I thought cops were supposed to protect us. Mm-hmm. That's my question. You can't What's even that? stand up for yourself, even a little bit. You can't talk back. I, I like to talk back, especially to cops sometimes. You know what? <laughs> and you you don't do it no more. You see that yeah. ain't working out for us. Yeah, that not, ain't working out for people that look not. like us. It's a it's a no it's yeah. a no deal. Like bump bump the talk back. When you pull me over and my hands are on the steering wheel and you ask me for my license and registration, or you ask me to get out the car. My hands are going to move. That doesn't mean automatically pull mm-hmm. the trigger. It means you keep your eyes on my hands just to make sure ain't nothing going on. It, it don't mean automatically start killing folks. Because where did we get this logic? Yeah. You know what? But obviously from what Athena was saying, <laughs> that's just something that they got going on in the forest where they, you know, they on edge. They on edge. But clearly, they happen to be only on edge when your skin is black. Okay? It's a tough pill to swallow. It never gets it's easier. A tough it never one. gets easier. It ever. doesn't. But I, out of all of the rage that we feel on that, I love what um, Michael sits Harry down and he tells him. Mm-hmm. And he says that you are an amazing, wonderful, smart black boy and he said kind hearted and some more stuff and then he was like and you're going to be an amazing smart kind wonderful black black man man. and don't ever forget that and it's just like the 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 fact that okay great information like affirming people you know speaking uh encouragement and inspiration over their lives those things are all amazing but when you're doing it in spite of the fact that cops may kill you because of the way you look it's just like what kind of world are we living in mm-hmm. what kind of world he, are ba- we he living barely in? understands so unfortunately i'm sure he'll find out so it's just it's just ridiculous mm-hmm. it's ridiculous but she needs to go to the rage room. No facts, <laughs> facts. Because it's no, like it's, it's like it's like where else do we take that rage out? Mm-hmm, no, where else do we release that? We we don't have a place to release it. We can't go to them and say nothing. We can't protest because they shooting people at protests, running them over, throwing tear gas at them. Like it's is is no such thing as speaking your piece about it. Mm-hmm. 
Shoot, you 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 better off. You know what what happened with Sandra Bland? She was speaking about it oh, no. all the time. Yeah. Okay, speaking out against it all the time. And you see, she ended up dead in jail. Then got harassed by the police, and they did so much to her when they threw her in jail. Now she just so happened to uh, apparently have killed herself. What? You mean to tell me all these Girl. people, all these people that been locked up in this prison, and she the only person that killed herself? Mm-hmm. No, I feel like she was one of the, and then she when she was one of the first women. They have, I was they have like, ways to prevent that in prison. They have ways to prevent yeah. suicide in prison. And you mean to tell me that it was no way to prevent her from committing suicide? No, they killed her. They had to. That's so sad because she was outright speaking about it. And so that's why I'm gonna go ahead and you know hold my peace and let the Lord fight my battles in this moment because obviously I'm speaking too go. much. <laughs> <laughs> no, you could go on forever. I get it. <laughs> A hundred percent. Okay. <laughs> Let's just go ahead and get into this rage sequence. So, a lot of different things happened with rage tonight. We had a best friend who comes to the rage room, and her 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 best friend, I believe, what owns the rage room. I don't know. I don't. Or maybe just took her there. Yeah, I think she just took her there. Okay, she was so, like, "You need to release." Yeah, the, the best friend takes the girl to the rage room because she's getting a divorce. Come to find out, in the rage room, while they both hitting stuff, <laughs> the best friend is the one sleeping with the husband. It's the reason why they get a divorce. How did you feel about that? I thought it was funny that she outed herself about it. I was like, "Really? It was crazy." You're just gonna go on a rant right now and put yourself in a whatever. But she deserved it. Whatever. She did. <laughs> now she deserved it. She, you know I mean, what? She definitely did. It wasn't like she wasn't going to actually kill her. Well, she might have, which, whatever. That's a whole other story. But she, she definitely she was shooting to be a for it. Scared. She definitely deserved to be a little scared. Because, like you said with Bug, you ain't nothing, girl. You're going to do that? And then try to pretend like you're my support system. You definitely deserve that. Because now you fake, too. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. I want to go right. in a rage room though. I was like, that looks kind of cool. It did look a little fun until you know everybody else got in there. <laughs> so um, the next uh, rage thing that we see is Eddie punching a guy for oh talking. To, well, he wasn't even talking about his son. The guy was really picking with him yeah. for parking in the handicapped spot. You know, after dropping off his son to the party. He just so happens to punch the guy. And then Lena bails him out of jail. How did you feel about that? Because I'm not trying to have them be a love situation. But it looks like that's what it's yes. kind of leading to. But how did you feel when about it? When that happened, I was like, oh, yeah, this is, the, this is the time. Maybe I'll have to wait till the next episode till like, something gets on and popping with them. But I want something to happen because I kind of like her. And obviously, I love Eddie. He's beautiful. And he deserves... A woman to ease his stress because he's real stressed right now about with everything that happened with Christopher, obviously the passing of his wife. I think he deserves to have a little bit of happiness in his in his personal life at this point. But yeah. I was like, yeah, Portia's she's gonna realize that this is gonna be a thing. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> so then we get to see Lena live her, out her real life boxing moves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like she's real life a boxer and <laughs> she real life got up in the ring and she she takes Eddie to the fight club and she done showed off her skills like she beating up a man that's twice her size. Like a boss, man. Okay. <laughs> I would love to do that. <laughs> wow, so, I sound like angry. Like I want to do 
like fights and stuff. I don't want to be angry, but you know, at this point with the way these cops going, look, meet, meet me at the fight club. What's up? What's up? Meet me at the fight club, sir. <laughs> You'd be Officer. surprised how much built up anger you might have once you actually get in a situation like that when somebody's like, hit me, hit me, hit this. And you're like, okay. And you get into it a couple times. Like, I feel like you could go off. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we see that Eddie had a lot of stuff to let off his chest. <laughs> he he was up in rage even when they went to the grocery store, and you know, Buck just so happened to pop up at the grocery store while the one eighteen is doing their normal their normal routine grocery shop. This is a normal thing for them. So Buck already knew they was gonna be there. <laughs> so he pop up, stalker, and Eddie starts going in. <laughs> He like, you got me messed up. You only think about yourself. You, you know how much Christopher missed you and I can't even talk to you because you pulling this BS. You need to grow up and da 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 Like, just went you in. You me out of jail? That's what this is really about? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, wait, what? <laughs> that was my favorite part. Way to throw them off, right? <laughs> Don't get no bail out of jail. But how did you feel about what Eddie was saying, though? I think it's true. I think... Buck saw all that stuff coming. Like, I feel like he knew that he was going to have to hear all this. He literally broke their trust. So I'm glad that he was. I feel like Eddie, I'm glad he was the one to do it. Because I think sometimes everything that Bobby says sometimes goes over Buck's head. Because he doesn't want to listen to him. But coming from, like, his best friend who they just went through all this stuff together, it's kind of, it's a betrayal. So I'm glad he heard it from him specifically. Yeah. Like, you need us, but we need you, Buck, and you're not here for us, so. And everybody else just looking at him. Mm-hmm. I was waiting for he and to tag herself in and go in on him. I was waiting on Chim to say something, and I know Bobby just wanted to punch him. <laughs> I know he just wanted to punch him, okay? But um, while they are doing that, there's another rage going on in the background. These two people in the parking lot starts hitting each other's cars. And they bumping each other to the point where one of them done ran over the fire hydrant and his car going up. That was so stupid. So stupid. But Why that's what you rage keep to do. doing it over and over? You're just literally destroying your car. But the anger, I can't, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Because there has been times where I'm like, dang, if I had the money, I would hit you in this car. I would. But freely, I, freely, just hitting people and wanting your insurance to pay for it. Yeah. Well, if I had the money, like if I had more money, then I could be like, oh, I can cover that. Let me just hit you really quick because you pissed me off. But I have road rage, so that's a different story. Rage. Wow. That's the only time I really have rage. My mom's always like, "You've got to handle it." <laughs> that's when I'm like, I want to go in the rage. You got room. to because car accidents <laughs> are real. <laughs> I would car accidents do it, are real. People getting hurt and dying in well, cars. I mean, I it's a real do thing. It to where like. <laughs> Someone would get injured. I would just do like a little bump to piss you off, you know? I feel you. A nice little bump. But let's not. <laughs> I'm not. I feel you, but we're not going to go there, okay? <laughs> you know what else we're not going to do? So, a part of this rage sequence, a whole bunch of other stuff going. And then this team of, I guess, rescue people run up to the duck shop or... Is that where they it cut was the, the duck? It slaughterhouse. And they the, the, they yeah, run up the to the duck slaughterhouse. And they put themselves in the slaughter neck brace chains thing. And one of the guys just so happened to swallow his key so that he doesn't get released. How did you... Look, I'm all for making statements and protests. But that was a lot. 
I yeah. literally would have felt like I was claustrophobic. So when they did that, I was like, y'all, okay. They took I, protest to another level. You a, mean to tell me you wanted to hang yourself in the slaughter, the same slaughter thing that the ducks do, and then you gonna pour? What was that? Was it fuel? Some type of fuel? I don't fuel? know. It was just something. They poured something on the machinery, and then it activated and turned it on. And now they about to be slaughtered just like the ducks. But why would you even... What I was trying to figure out was why would you even pour any type of liquid next to where the electrical system is, period? I feel like things malfunction all the time. Facts. So why would you even go near it? They was asking for it. When I saw it happen, I said, that's what they get. That's yeah, exactly that was what you get because you was level. asking for. I'm all for protesting. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Protest against your rights, but don't be going up and doing no stupid stuff like putting a a dang on whatever that was around your neck yeah. and and swallowing the key and then turning the machine on. Like, <laughs> first of all, you vandalizing somebody properly. Property. You can <laughs> you can definitely go up in there and rescue the ducks if you want to rescue the ducks. Y'all can let them out yeah. the cage. Y'all can say, follow me. You know, ducks getting single file lines, okay? We've seen it happen <laughs> on tons of movies, okay? <laughs> it ain't nothing for them to open up the little cage and the ducks, you know, follow them and they run out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But for exactly. them to but for them to go to the machinery and want to play around with it. Like, like everything I, that yeah. you, that happened to you, you basically set yourself up for it. Yeah. However, I do agree with Bobby when you know he went into rage and done roughed up the man because the whole time he could have just turned the machine off. That he was knew evil. how to turn the machine off, and he waited yeah. until the paramedics and one eighteen got there before he mm-hmm. did anything. Like, like, and he was legit choking. He couldn't really breathe, so the fact that he... It's different if you're like, ah, like, I'm like, don't want to be here, but he could have... Well, he did. The man he was did. an a-ho. Yeah, he, he was. He was an a-ho. He definitely was. Because he didn't care. <laughs> he wasn't thinking about them. Yeah. Even when the boy was choking up the, the dang on key, yeah. he was like, don't let him die on my property. Yeah. Like... This is your fault, man. Yeah. It was so his fault, but that was, you know, a little rage there. And so we end the show with Bobby taking everybody to the rage room, and he invites Buck, which was a really mm. sticky situation for me, because I'm just like, you gonna let him on that easy? Yeah. So he gave him his job back, and I guess because Buck didn't take the settlement. Gave him his job back, but then he like, you gonna regret coming back and work for me, blase, blase. We all know how that worked. Bobby is a softy at this point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he is softy at this point because he would have got transferred to the 136 quick. <laughs> it's only gonna take it's only gonna take a couple more weeks for Buck to do something stupid again. So it's cool. You're right. You're right. <laughs> we'll be back here talking about this in three weeks because he's known to do <laughs> something stupid. Okay, he's, I can't even take him seriously anymore at this point. And then after we see Buck show up at the rage room, and um, a lot of people were letting out rage from things that have happened. They showed us, like, little glimpses of everybody. And then they even showed us Maddie. Oh, yeah. Crying at the uh, mm-hmm. people's house again. I said, I yeah. know she ain't at their house yeah. again. Because <laughs> we ain't seen her all episode, yeah. but that one part. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? I know they she ain't at these people, but Maddie at these people's house again crying, okay? We don't know what kind of rage she done built in her heart. <sighs> For this man who is allegedly beating his wife, but here we are. And not only that, him was, you know, going in with her rage. Him was so mad at losing these embryos 
that she was in the rage room with no helmet on. <laughs> and she got a boy head. It ain't like the glass can fly up and get caught in some hair or something before it gets to her scalp. She ain't got nothing up there. Oh, that's a good point. And she was unprotected taking that sledgehammer and whoosh. Like, I said, yeah, baby, baby. But her and Karen did have a very emotionally mm-hmm. sad moment. How did you feel about that that embryo situation with them? I just know, based on other things that I've watched, that that process of trying to get pregnant with the IUD is crazy. Like, the bruising, the pain. So I can't even imagine what she's putting herself through to do she this. She explained for it, it to, too. Yeah, for it to fail. She explained That's, it, too. Yeah. Like her, she said her body was rejecting it, yeah. and she took the blame on herself. Yeah. And she kind of felt like it was mainly her fault. Yeah. And I didn't want that for her, but she definitely is going through it. And I feel like with them trying again, I feel like they low-key just need to try it with him. <laughs> they low-key just need I to uh, but... you know, make him have the baby. That's what I'm thinking. You know, the writers, look, y'all yeah. can go ahead and do a little it's switcheroo. Two. 50-50. It's two, y'all. You're like, give Karen a break. <laughs> There's two. Because, look, they both can be pregnant at the same oh, time. Oh, God. Okay? See, now, that's too much. Half fraternal twins. <laughs> fraternal, fraternal. If it's that's six possible. Six embryos, okay? though. I was like, well, I don't know how many kids y'all are going to have, but if you got triplets running around here, that's scary. Yeah. <laughs> It's a little weird, but hopefully they impregnate Hen, but... Um, <laughs> do you want to see Hen pregnant? <laughs> Why? <laughs> that would be cute. But she would be on maternity leave from the 118. And we see would how she? when people go on leave, how, you know, buck turn on them because of their leave of absence. I feel like she would hold on for as long as she possibly could. <laughs> she probably would. You're like, Han, it's eight. it's been eight months. You need to, it's time to go. You're making mm-hmm. us all uncomfortable. And then That's Eddie, nice. at the end, is at the fight club. You see his karate kick? Like, yeah. mid-air? I was like, he is comfortable already. But you know, he All used right. to be in the military. That's basically oh, yeah, what got yeah, him I off forgot. the charges yeah, yeah, with yeah. Oh boy, too. Mm-hmm. He was ba- he was in the military, so that's how that happened. You know, he's a fighter. Yeah. He, he gonna do what he got to do. He gonna survive, okay? Speaking of survival, especially within the race, that brings us to our Queen Bassett moment. Yes. All hail the queen. So if you are watching for the first time or listening for the first time, our Queen Bassett moment is when we take a moment of our show to basically talk all things Athena, who is played by Angela Bassett, hence the Queen Bassett moment. So this week, Queen Athena, um, she kind of rubbed me the wrong way during the the situation that she discussed with Michael when they were discussing it. However, she went to work and she watched the tape and then she started going ham. Like, she, her supervisor came and she basically like, no, I ain't gonna get away with it. Homeboy done did this, this, and this. His record ain't right. So then she pulled the main cop who been having all the issues and been doing the dirt she pulls him over and makes him feel just as low as he made Michael mm-hmm. feel. Yes. And he did, did not like he did that? not like being in that position either. He did. But you know what? Sometimes that needs to happen for you to understand what you put other people through. You need to be put in that same exact position. Although it wasn't the same, and he obviously knew she was doing it purposely, so he kind of got like the weak part of it. But I liked it. Yeah. The it initiative. Was- you know, <laughs> it was a little 
let me not say a little something. It was enough for him to think about what he did. Mm-hmm. However, Athena ain't doing this to all the cops who done did it before. Yeah. She's not, you know what I'm saying? And let, you know what? I ain't even gonna put her, I guess, duties on to other people. She did right. She did right. And even when the rookie cop came to her to apologize, because obviously he heard what happened. Mm-hmm. He came to her and apologized, and she literally said, I understand that you're a rookie and you want to follow all of your orders, but do not follow your partner off a cliff. Yes. Because said, obviously do you don't you're not like that. Yeah. The way you you come in and you apologizing and even when he cuz he didn't even look inside the car. It was the other cop who was all in the car mm-hmm. who was looking around and stuff. So I'm pretty sure he saw Harry, but the other guy didn't. So when he walked and he looked at he was like it was just a kid and then he felt terrible and in that apology we can see his remorse for it. However, I guess Athena knew that, okay, you're not like this, and obviously you were following the lead of your partner, but don't follow him off a cliff, and then do better. Mm-hmm. But she's still about to go for their next, and you can tell, and that's why we love Queen Athena. Yes. Makes me so oh, proud. To the queen. She's amazing. So proud. We need we need crowns for that. Segment. We do. We need crowns we for her because she's dope. <laughs> <laughs> okay, with the sound effect. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Jonathan. He's the best. <laughs> so, really quickly, why don't you give us your predictions for the upcoming episode or even the season? Huh. Okay. Mm. Well, my. I feel like my predictions never actually come true. You're way more realistic with yours, but <laughs> I'm gonna keep it more chill and just say Hen and Karen will get pregnant next episode. Mm-hmm. They will, because I don't want to. I don't want to see them struggle anymore. I think it's a lot. So she's gonna get pregnant. Buck's gonna come back in and act like nothing happened, and then Eddie and Lena are gonna have a little rendezvous. Mm-hmm. That's a good prediction. Well, um, I think that they're going to treat Buck like crap as they should when he comes back. He needs to be mopping floors. He needs to be shining up the truck, shining their shoes, okay? he Like a frat oh, initiation okay? type thing. Haze him. Haze <laughs> yeah, the mess hate out of Buck. He got hazed when he first came in, too. But they need to just do it all over again. They need to haze him for at least six months because he don't know what it means to be a part of the family. He's obviously, you know, a traitor. But here we are welcoming the traitors back in. And I think Maggie's going to get found out with what she's doing. And it's not going to be pretty. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's a sad case. But those are my predictions. So <laughs> we're going to be seeing you guys again next week. Until Yay. then, why don't you tell them where they can find you? You guys can find me at Courtney Ray Allen on social media. And you can find me on all things social media at Portia Carter. Thank you so much for watching. We'll see you guys next week. Bye, guys. Thank you. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 